the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praising. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast and I pray as being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So, without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Recovery and Restoration. Brothers and sisters, we've been learning from Scripture that our God is a God of recovery and restoration. I hope it's been blessing you. It's definitely been blessing me, learning that God will do it for me and you. He's a God who brings recovery and restoration to areas that need recovery and restoration in our lives. That's something that'll be a big-time benefit in all of our lives. Our God is not only able, but He's willing to bring recovery and restoration into the lives of all those who are His. That includes things we never thought could be, much less thought would ever be, recovered and restored for you and me. So, get ready, get ready, get ready for the God who promised us recovery and restoration to actually bring recovery and restoration into the lives of you and me. So, without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Recovery and Restoration. But before I do, i got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. The same God that can put things in your life back together again is the same God that can put your heart back together again. The same God that can restore unto you the years that the canker worm has, store, has, has stolen externally is the same one that can do it internally and be able to help you there too. Because God healeth the brokenhearted. Now that word healeth right there means to mend. But it carries the idea of mending by stitching. To mend. But it carries the idea of mending by stitchings. See, sometimes you've had your heart broken. It feels like it's been ripped within you. Once again, I know some of y'all don't know what I'm talking about. But it feels like it's been ripped within you. Things that are ripped are worthless. Even if you do mend them back together again, sew it back together again. You got this big old scar going down from where it was ripped. You got this big old scar. And you got some people who have scarred hearts, which you tried to heal it just naturally. Just let it heal naturally. Time allowed it to be able to begin to start mending itself, but yet it still got a scar running down it. That's why certain days you're reminded of what went down. Certain things remind you and cause you to no longer smile but frown. You ride past certain restaurants, you remember when we used to go there together. You think about friends and get ready to smile, but then you remember those were the friends that we had together. And you still got a scar sitting there. But God said, I heal the brokenhearted men by stitching. I'll stitch it back together again and not stitch it back together in a way that leaves an obvious scar either. But God said, I'll stitch it back together again like it had never been ripped before, like it had never been broken before. God said, I'll fix your heart like it's never 
been broken before. Like nothing ever happened because God can restore it to that level. He's the only one that can do it. It also translates. Remember, he was the one that first put your heart together in the first place. That's why he can mend it back like that. It also translates cause to heal. God said, I'll cause you to heal. It also means repair. God said, I'll repair that thing up in there. It also means men thoroughly. I like that men thoroughly. Sometimes you can put something back together again, but it ain't quite really good. You know, it ain't, it, it ain't there. It's good, but it ain't, you know. God said, I'll mend it thoroughly. And I like this, and make whole. See, we got a God that can make people whole. Inside and out. The things that you see and the things that nobody knows about but him and thee. God said, I'll heal the brokenhearted. Once again, that word broken means to burst. But I like this. It also, when I say I like it, I'm talking about to understand it. Praise God. Not like it, like I like that you got that, you know. But it also translates broke down. But sometimes you just broke down. Broke off. You've just been broke off. Well, sometimes it's like your heart has been broken up and broken into pieces. But each and every one of those, God said, I'll mend those. In such a way was it to be as though it had never, ever affected itself in you. And your wounds, he said, I'll bind them up. Those wounds are pains. Sometimes we still experience pain because of what we went through too. But God said, I'll, 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 I'll bind that up for you. It translates sorrow. Sometimes we have sorrows that carry off into our tomorrows. But God said, I'll mend those for you. I'll bind them up for you. To bind up means to wrap firmly. To wrap firmly. That's what I would have to do many times when I would have that contusion. When I'd had that contusion, I'd have to go get it wrapped. Praise God, or, you know, or wrap it myself. Usually, I'd have, you know, I'd try to wrap it myself. You know, you're cheap. You try to wrap it yourself. Praise God. Hallelujah. You just go get you an ace bandage or something like that and try to put it, wrap it around there. Praise God. But every once in a while, you know, it, it, it's so, it's, it's so, it, the contusion is so strong that you go to the sports doctor. And he goes to touch it a couple of times. He said, oh, no, see, you ain't got this wrap right here. This is how you do it. And then he might put a salve on it before he wraps it. And then he pulls it tight. And you're like, Whoa. You know, and it almost hurt when he first did it. You know, it's like mm, you could feel when he did it. But then after he did it, you're like, oh, oh. And then he look in there. I said, now, don't go play on it, though, because it got to heal. I said, all right, though. But I could walk, you know, I, I got my walk back. You know, see, before I'm like walking all, you know, like this. See, now I can like, oh, you know, like, like what's up now? Oh, you know, hey, God said, I'll wrap this up for you in such a way where you can get your walk back. You can get your stride back. You can be able to walk like you walked before anything ever happened to you. God said, I'll hit it like that for you. I like that. Praise God. Isaiah chapter 61. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I appreciate all y'all coming tonight. Praise God. I, I know I'm not talking to everybody. But at the same time, just listen up. Isaiah chapter 61, verse 1. It says, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He hath sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. Now, that word bind up once again means wrap firmly, to wrap firmly. 
to help me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison door to them that are bound. Now, I said it means to wrap firmly, but here it also translates wrap about. He has sent me to wrap myself about. See, God himself is going to wrap himself around the brokenhearted by wrapping his healing arms around them to comfort them. Because remember, he's the God of all comfort. Well, God can wrap his healing arms around you and comfort you like nobody else could do. Because sometimes some of the healing, it requires comforting. He would tell me sometimes, he said, man, go, what you need to do is go to a masseuse and let them work that thing. And I'd be like, oh, man. Because I'm thinking that's more money. Praise God. Hallelujah. <laughs> but, but hey, I'm insured. So I would go. Praise God. And then that sports doctor, praise God, would you know, have a masseuse on, sometimes on, on, on staff. And he'd call them in. And while you're laying there on the, on the table, then they would you know, put their big, strong hands. Because they didn't work so many. They got these big, strong hands. And they would grab that spot. And they would move it. Now, now, I, now, now, I was, I'd be leery. Because as he reached for it, I'm like, ho, 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 what you doing? Because, you know, I've been protecting this. I've been nursing this. I've been babying this. But then the person would say, look, do you want it healed or not? And I say, yeah. They said, well, then just let me do what I do. And they put them big, strong hands on there, and then they work it. First couple ones would feel weird, uncomfortable, even maybe be a hurt. Before you know it, you see things loosening up because it had got tight up under there and I didn't even know it. It had turned into like a little knot up under there and I didn't even know it. But he just massaged it loose so the blood can flow like it's supposed to. You know, that healing blood that washes away all sins, whereas it can flow like it ought to. Until before you know it, it's loose again. I'm like, dang, you got some hands on you, homie. Praise God. Hallelujah. Because it's feeling like I can use it again. Does that make sense? God himself is going to wrap his arms around you and begin to start healing you like nobody else can do. See, everybody else can do it from the outside in. God said, I'm going to do it from the inside out. I'm going to go to that spot that nobody else knows about. And I'm going to begin to heal that spot for you. That's good news. Turn over to Isaiah chapter 57, please. That's good news. Isaiah chapter 57. See, God also said this is what he'll do to you too. Not only will he heal your heart, broken heart, but he will revive your heart. He said he'll revive the heart of those who are brokenhearted and crushed. Revive it. Isaiah chapter 57, verse 15, it reads like this. It says, for thus saith the high and lofty one that inhabiteth eternity whose name is holy. I dwell in the high and holy place with him also that is of a contrite and humble spirit to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive of the heart of the contrite ones. Remember I said that word contrite means crushed. I'm going to revive the heart of the contrite ones, the ones who have broken hearts. Now that word revive means to give life to. That word revive means to give life to. Well, God will give life back to those who are crushed and brokenhearted. He'll give life back to those who were crushed and brokenhearted. 
Because sometimes there can be places that were injured, whereas it's as though you just can't do the things that you used to do because it was robbed from you to even be able to do that like you used to do. You don't have the flexibility. You don't have the mobility. You don't have what you used to have before it happened. You're better now, but you're still missing something. God said, I'm going to give you life back. The devil stole life from you. He stole the ability to enjoy life from you. You're supposed to have somebody you can trust. You're supposed to have somebody that you can care about. You're supposed to have somebody where you can see the the, the fruit of what you sold into or manifesting in the midst of their life. And you're seeing the opposite and you're seeing other things and experiencing other things to the point it's got you brokenhearted. But God said, I'm going to give life back to you. I'm going to restore the life to it. I mean, I got to go to the movie ministry for a second. Anybody remember the movie ministry of, of we was we we in we in uh, uh, Matrix Two? Now we in Matrix Two. Praise God! This is when and when Trinity, praise God, was told by him, "Don't go back into the Matrix," because I think something bad gonna happen if you go back into the Matrix. And she, of course, wasn't gonna do so. She said, "Okay, if that's what you say, I ain't gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay out the Matrix." But then he, she found out that they had a plan set up in such a way was everybody was going to blow up something so that they can then be able to, you know, do what they need to do. And then Neo was going to be fine because he was going to be able to get to do what he wanted to do. But somebody got took out, praise God. And so one of the parts of the plan didn't work. And if all the parts of the plan didn't work, the whole thing was going to mess up and, and Neo was going to get jacked. She said, Neo, my man, I can't, I can't allow that. And so she went back into the Matrix. But when she went in there, she got killed, long story short. She got killed, you know. Pop, 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 pop. And she remember she was falling down and stuff like that, shooting back up. And, and then that guy's coming down, diving down there, because he figured, I'm going to get jacked up when I go there, but I'm going to mm, go back into somebody else again, you know. <laughs> and so he down there shooting at me and stuff like that. And all of a sudden, one of them bullets in slow motion went into her heart. But Neil had flown from way over there, dragging cars and buildings and everything with him, praise God. And, and he flew over there and he snatched up just before she got there and then flew over to the next building top and set her down. And she's like, ah! And she was, she, was, she was hit. And she had blood running from her mouth because it done hit her heart. Blood running from her mouth and stuff like that. And, and plus that hair got bust up. She got bust up a little bit. And, and long story short, she died right there. And Neil said, I can't let you die. And he reached his hand inside of her where nobody else could do. Put his hand around her heart and then massaged that thing. And all of a sudden it said, Poof, start pumping again. Life was back in it again. Then he pulled his hand up. And she licked up and looked at him and they kissed and stuff. Okay. <laughs> Good thing there was no nurse there. Nurse would have said, boy, put her down. She needs to rest. She needs to convalesce. <laughs> But Neil reached in there and touched her heart and massaged her heart and put life back in it. That's what God is saying I'm going to do to you. Because God said, I don't have to reach in you. I'm already in you. I'm going to reach and grab your heart. And I'm going to restore the life back in you. In such a way as it'll pump and operate like it ought to. Because some of us are the walking dead in that area of our life. Some of us are walking dead in some of those areas in our life. But God said, I'm about to revive that thing. Some of you thought you would never love again. God said, yes, you will. Somebody said, no, I did that, that, that's it. That, that was all for me. God said, no, I got another one waiting on you. But I'm going to revive you first. 
so that they can have the full person that they're about to receive. Like you about to receive the full thing I'm about to give to you. God wants to revive some things. God will give life back to those who were crushed and brokenhearted. He'll repair them. That's another thing that word revive means. He'll restore the life. That's another thing that that word revive means. And he will be, make whole that which was towed up. Turn to Jeremiah chapter 8. Now, a lot of people, they, not, they didn't think that that could really happen. A lot of people think, a lot of people are questioning whether that could ever happen in the middle of their life. You ain't the first. There was other people too. When people ended up on jacked, jacked up because of the captivity, they was wondering the same thing too. Jeremiah chapter 8, verse 22. This is what the children of Israel said. These is God's people. This is what the children of Israel had said. Because they were questioning, wondering whether or not there would be any recovery that would be available for them and what they went through. They said in verse 22, is there no bomb in Gilead? Is there no physician there? Why then is not the health of the daughter of my people recovered? The question is there no bomb in Gilead? Is there no physician there? Why then is my daughter not recovered and my people not recovered? Well, see, they're questioning in that. Let me read it to you out of Bible in basic English. It says, is there no life-giving oil in Gilead? Is there no expert in medical arts? Why then have my people not been made well? What the Lord wants is people who are bruised and brokenhearted to be able to know that there is a bomb in Gilead. There is an expert physician that can be able to repair and restore everything like it's supposed to be. He is the Lord of our God, strong and mighty. He is the Lord, our God, our shepherd. Turn to Psalms number 23, please. He is the Lord, our God. He's our shepherd looking out for us, caring for us and doing whatever's necessary to be able to be the blessing that he wants to be to us. Psalms number 23, stanza number one, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want or be in a position of want of any type. He maketh me lie down in green pastures and leadeth me beside the still waters. But notice what he'll do. He restoreth my soul. Restoreth my soul. See, some people need their soul restored because their mind has been affected by the inflictions that happened to them. Their mind has been damaged by as a result of what occurred to them. But God said, I can fix that too. I can restore the soul on the inside of you. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Remember, the Lord is nigh the brokenhearted. He said, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me, representing the word of God. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemy. Look what he'll do. Thou anointeth my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Look what happens. I'm going to anoint your head with oil. Look what happens after that. Your cup going to run over, which means you'll go from not enough to more than enough. Just like that. You'll go from where you're parched because of the sun and the things beating down on you to refreshed and restored because of the oil that's poured on you. Is there a bomb in Gilead? He said, oh, yes, there is. And I'm going to anoint you with that. I'm going to anoint your head with that. His head was talking about that was that's the part that he was going through. But whatever your part has been affected, God said, I'm going to handle that thing for you. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life. I will, because you will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. 
That's what God wants you to do. God will restore your soul. Oh, folk, you say your sin sick soul. Praise God, or oh, that soul that's been affected by, by, by what Satan caused to happen in the middle of your life. But God said, don't worry. I can restore everything that the devil has stolen. Psalms number 30, and then we threw. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your word that you're given to me to give to these people too. Psalms number 30. See, God can and will return enjoyment to the lives of those who've been brokenhearted because of their loss. God can and will restore enjoyment to the lives of those who've been brokenhearted because of their loss, their lives, their loss. That's why he said, after I anoint your head with oil, your cup going to run over. I prepare a table for you right in the presence of your enemy. Where your enemy, the one that caused this to happen to you, is going to be looking at you and looking and say, well, wait a minute, what happened to you? Because, see, before you was all jacked up, all tight and all bothered and all freaked out and, and, and messed up over what happened to you. But look at you. Now you're all loose and living life like you ought to. What happened to you? You're going to be, you'll be able to tell them there is a bomb in Gilead. And there is a God that loves me. Because the Lord is my shepherd. I don't want no more. Look what he'll do for you. Look what he'll do for you. Stanza number 11. Thank you, Lord Jesus. He said, thou has turned for me my mourning into dancing. Thou has put off my sackcloth and girded me with gladness. To the end, which means this is what he wants it to be able to turn out to be. To the end that my glory may sing praises to thee and not be silent. Oh, Lord, my God, I will give thanks unto thee forever. See, God wants your end to be better than the way it is right now. God wants your end to be better than the way it is right now. You might have experienced something. You might have went through something. You might have dealt with something. You might have had something happen to you. Somebody that you love might have jammed you. Somebody that something, life happened. Praise God. Something might have happened in the middle of you. But God says your end is going to be better than your beginning. God wants people to turn in their sackcloth and ashes. See, before, when something bad would happen in the people's lives, they would have sackcloth and ashes. Praise God. Sackcloth. They would put on sackcloth. That's an ugly outfit. Praise God, to put it mildly. Burlap looking stuff. Praise God. And they would put this burlap on where they had this burlap tunic looking on and stuff like that. So as soon as you look at a person who would normally look good and they're sitting there looking all burlapish outside, that's the word, burlapish outside, praise God, you could tell that, that something ain't right. And to make sure you didn't get it confused, just in case their stuff was in the cleaners and all they had was the burlap, they would use ashes too, which means burnt ashes represents something that once existed but that has been destroyed. It's been, it's been destroyed. So they would take that ashes and they would throw it up in the air and they would land on them. And remember, they was in the Middle East now which means they were some sweaty people to start with. Praise God. And they would throw it up in the air and then it would land upon them and then it would be like mud on their face and it would be mud all over them and it would be like all this ashes over them so that they'd be looking, you know, through, through ashes all the time and stuff like that. So when you saw them, you could look at them and see that something happened in there. You might not know what happened, but you can look at them and see something happen. Why? Because it would be an outward demonstration of what they was feeling on the inside. They would do an outward demonstration of what they were feeling on the inside. But God said, get ready to turn in your ashes and get ready to turn in your sackcloth because I'm going to restore it. I'm going to I'm, I'm, I'm take your sackcloth and I'm going to give you a garment of praise. He said, and I'm going to take your ashes and I'm going to give you the oil of joy for your mourning. 
so that you can be able to dance and shout all day, all night, and all morning. See, God wants people to turn in their sackcloth and ashes because of their past hurts and their brokenheartedness and receive from him the garment of praise and the oil of joy for their sadness. Sadness will be gone away. Only thing be left is joy every day. Why? Because God will restore for you that which the devil has stolen from you. The devil stole your joy. God's about to bring it back. Devil stole your life. God's about to bring it back. Satan harmed you and caused you to no longer be able to live the fullness that he had in store for you. God said, I'm about to restore that to you. Why? Because I got some other things I want to do with you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, that's all that we have time for today. I hope that you were blessed by what the word of God had to say. I also hope that you've been following along in your Bible as I showed you that this isn't fantasy, but a promise that our God gave to you and me, a promise that's clearly found in his Bible. I hope even more so that you let God be a God of recovering restoration in your life. God wants to, so all we have to do is believe it's true, cooperate with him, and let him bring recovering restoration into the lives of you and me. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center. 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to send it your way right away. But it's always best when you can get it live. If you're in San Antonio or visiting San Antonio, come on by and see us. We're located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. The door is always open. Come on through. We'd be more than glad to see you. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. So just call the church office and arrange a ride if you need a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. Come on through. You'll be blessed when you do. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call the neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow.